Thanks for joining us for today's message. Here at Temple Baptist, we're a church on a mission, connecting people to Jesus and to one another. Let me uh, start off by asking you a question. How is God working in your life? This week in our staff meeting, James started off our meeting with this question. At first I thought, this is going to be an easy question to answer. I can talk about just small little things that God is doing in my life right now and just ease on through this question. You know, we went around the Zoom call and each pastor was taking their turn sharing what God was doing in their life. It was so encouraging to hear how God is on the move and is working in the lives of our pastors here. I started to really think about my answer and think, how is God working in my life right now? And then it hit me. If I wanted to be honest, in the moment I felt like I was just waiting for God to answer my, answer my prayers right now about working in my life. I've been praying and, and seeking for God's wisdom and asking God for help for the last few months for stuff that's going on in my life. And I feel as though I'm still just waiting for God to answer me. I feel like I'm waiting for God to work in those areas of my life still. And it's hard. Waiting for God to answer our prayers is hard. Let's face it. None of us like to wait. We don't like to wait for food to cook. And that's why they invented the microwave. That's why they invented Instapots. And if neither of those are fast enough, you just go get fast food and just drive up. We don't like to wait in a long car ride to get places. That's why we take airplanes to get there faster. I, for one, cannot stand waiting. One of my least favorite things is when I send someone a text or a message or whatever it might be, an email, and I have to wait more than a minute for an answer. And then a couple hours go by and they still haven't answered. And I start to get worried about why aren't they answering me? Then I go to bed and in the morning I wake up, they still haven't answered the message. So I get upset and I send 10 other text messages. So I know their vibrate goes off. I know they're feeling that. And then I still just get worried. I get angry. I just give up. Why don't they have time to answer me? What did I do to them? It's 2021. Everyone has their phone on them all the time. Or like my mom says, my phone is glued to me. I don't like waiting for answers. When people don't answer right away, we feel just like giving up. And sometimes if we're honest, we treat God the same way. We pray and we expect answers immediately. Or we pray for a few days and still nothing. Then we pray for months and it still feels like God isn't even listening to us. When it comes to waiting for God to answer our prayers, sometimes it feels easier just to quit because it's quiet. It's hard to hear others talking about how God has answered their prayers and is working in their lives and you feel as though nothing is happening for you. Maybe for you, you've lost your job this year and you're praying to find work. Maybe you were praying for that sick person in your family. Maybe you've been praying to save your marriage or maybe the kids, they're praying that mom and dad, they'll just stop fighting. And we don't like when we feel as though God has stopped listening to us. And we start to wonder if it's even worth putting in all this effort. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are in your Christian walk. We have all said some sort of prayer at some point in our lives. Sometimes we pray and we get answers right away. And we're like, yes, that's great. That's so awesome. And if that's happened for you, that's cool. But for a lot of us, it doesn't usually work out that way. And when God doesn't answer us right away, we feel frustrated. We feel like giving up. 
We feel like God just isn't giving us a break. We wonder, are we even praying for the right things? What is God even saying right now? Is he answering yes? Is he answering no? Is he saying wait? Is he saying maybe? What is the answer to this? Is God even listening to me? And maybe we even get to the point of feeling like, do I even know how to pray? Like, am I even doing this whole thing right? What, like, what am I doing? It feels like no matter how much we pray about some things, it just never gets easier. Then we feel so defeated that we can feel like does praying even work? Today, we're going to be in Luke chapter 11, talking about how prayer can be complicated. We see here that Jesus is going to tell us a particular story so that you and I would know what to do when we pray and we feel like God isn't listening. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke 11, 1 to 4. Luke 11, 1 to 4. It says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. You see, verse one of Luke 11 tells us that Jesus had just finished praying. And one of the disciples is coming to Jesus. He's asking, teach us to pray, Lord, teach us to pray. You see, I find this cool. This is one of Jesus' disciples, Jesus' followers, one of the closest people to him. And he's coming to Jesus right now and asking for advice for prayer. Teach us to pray. Then Jesus is going to be telling the disciples to be persistent in their prayers. Let's keep looking. Verses 5 to 8. Then Jesus said to them, suppose one of you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. If you're like me, then by midnight, you've already been asleep for quite a few hours. So you'd be wondering, who does that? Who comes to my door at midnight? To ask for bread. That's crazy. I don't even like when my phone goes off past 10 o'clock. I couldn't imagine someone knocking on my door. But this shows how urgent it is to this person who is having his friend come to visit. At this time, it was kind of normal to travel at night. It'd be so hot and humid during the day that they would want to travel at night. And you see, hospitality was a serious social obligation. You didn't hesitate to share what you had with your neighbor or even a stranger, you would share whatever you had with whoever comes. Hospitality was strictly observed custom at this time. If this visitor would have shown up to the homeowner and he had no bread for him, especially after traveling, this would have been shameful. So this fellow in our story, he is willing to do whatever it takes to get bread for his guest that is coming. Because if he didn't have it, he did not want to have that feeling of embarrassment. But here, Jesus is saying that a friend would indeed get up and help us at midnight. After all, that is what a real friend would do. Good friends would be willing to help each other out even in the middle of the night. What's cool here is that Jesus has taught the disciples the Lord's Prayer. And he told them, ask to give us our daily bread. Then he goes on to say that the man in the story was in need of bread. 
Jesus wants his disciples not to be scared to ask for their daily bread. He wants them to know they can come to God daily with any and all of their needs. He wants them to be persistent in their prayers. The neighbor is persistent with his knocking. We aren't told how long it goes on for. And I'm sure he was probably feeling like it wasn't even worth to keep asking. But if you've prayed in a desperate situation, you may be relating to that feeling. You prayed you'd get into that school. You prayed you'd get that job. You prayed God would get you out of trouble. And after praying and not hearing, and praying and not hearing, we start to think, is it even worth asking? Is it even worth it to keep asking? We start to get frustrated with God. We start to wonder, why isn't he answering us? But maybe our frustration isn't because God doesn't have an answer for us, but because most of us don't like to wait on our answer. You see, Jesus is reminding them here to be persistent. Look at what verse eight says. He will surely get up and give you as much as you need. You know, there's a story of a young boy who had been playing outside. He was out in the yard for the evening and it was getting late. So his dad called him in. He said, son, it's time for bed. Let's get ready for bed. So the dad, the boy says, before I go to bed, I want a drink of water. And the dad agrees. Okay, that's fine. Get a quick drink of water. And the boy goes off to bed. The father goes back to watching his hockey game. And after a little while, he hears the boy yell out, dad, I need a drink of water. And the dad says, no, son, you already had one. Go to bed. It went quiet again. And the dad figured the boy had gone back to bed. But he hears again, dad, I need a drink of water. The dad says, enough, son. It's enough. Go to bed. You've had a drink of water. If I have to tell you one more time, I'm coming back there to give you a talking to. And after a few minutes, the boy yells again. Hey, dad, when you come back here to get me in trouble, can you please bring that glass of water I'm asking for? You see, the boy in this story, he's quite bold to ask that of his father. But he never gives up on asking for what it is he wants. And he's not afraid to come out boldly with his request. You see, in this story, uh, in Luke, we see that the neighbor gives the man some bread. It's interesting because it seems as though he didn't give the man some bread just because they were buddies or just because they were neighbors. He does it because of his boldness. At the time, if the door was shut, that meant the family did not want to be disturbed. So it would have taken some real boldness to come and knock on this neighbor's door. The friend gives him what he wants and gives us the idea that we shouldn't quit either just because it's quiet. Especially when it comes to praying. When praying, don't quit because it's quiet. What's cool here is that we see the guy asking, he's coming shamelessly and boldly, awakening his neighbor. And of course, the neighbor's gonna give him what he needs. He probably just wanted the guy to go at this point. But Jesus' point here is that even if a human being will respond this way to the neighbor, then we as Christians should go shamelessly and boldly to God with any need that we face. The reality is that God is more gracious than any human being. I'm sure that man felt discouraged. He didn't give up though. I'm sure he got tired knocking on that door, but he never gave up. He probably even woke up the other neighbors and probably made people around very angry, but he never gave up. When it comes to praying, you and I, we can never give up. 
when it's quiet, I encourage you to keep praying because the reality is God is good. God listens to us. God is moved and pays attention when we put down our pride and we ask for help. Look at verse nine. It says, so I say to you, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and it'll be open to you. You see, Jesus wants us to be persistent in our prayers. He wants us to pray with meaning. He wants us to pray with passion. Look at the progression here. It says, ask, and then it gets more aggressive. It says, go seek. And then it gets more intense. Start knocking. You see, when we pray boldly, God will answer us. And God will do something for us when we pray boldly. He's either going to do something for you or maybe he'll do something in you or maybe he'll just help us to see that what we're asking for in our prayer isn't what's best for us right now and he has something better planned for us. You see, God wants us to pray with persistence. Whether or not we have thought that God is probably tired of hearing us pray for the same thing day after day, what we pray about day after day shows God what we care about most. And God loves to hear from us. He's not bothered by our requests. He's not bothered by our persistence. Remember a neighbor opened the door and gave the friend some bread. Imagine what God will do for you when he reacts with perfect love to your prayers. This may sound like good news to you. I can be persistent in asking God for anything because he will eventually just give me what I want. What awesome news is that? That'd be nice, but some people listening here this morning have prayed big prayers. They've prayed persistent prayers. And they haven't been answered. And what do you do in those moments when you don't get the answer you want? You prayed boldly. And your marriage still fell apart. You prayed boldly for grandma and grandma's cancer is still there. You prayed boldly. You prayed persistently to get that job and you are still without work. And we feel like we prayed and we waited and we asked and we waited and we prayed and we listened, but things turned out complete opposite of what we wanted. And this now affects how we view God but we need to remember that this parable is less about what we get and more about who we're talking to. Verses 11 to 13 says this, we see Jesus point us back to God as our father. He wants to help us see God like a child sees his father. Look how a child talks to their father. It's not about any specific formula, but instead it's about simply communicating. Jesus is trying to remind us not to be afraid to pray. He wants us to be in communication with God. You see, God gives us the Holy Spirit who is with us and helps guide us and helps us draw closer to God. God loves us and he's concerned about what worries us. God wants what is best for us. When we remember that God is good and wants what is best for us, we can remember that it is not a guarantee we're going to get what we're asking, but we can count on a God as we ask him. We can be confident that God hears us. We can be confident that God wants to hear from us. We can be confident that when God answers our prayers, it's what's best for us. And that's according to his purpose. 
We can be confident that when we pray for our needs, God will answer us. God tells us that he'll help us have peace in the hard times. God will comfort us even on the worst of days. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. God tells us that nothing will ever separate us from his love. Sometimes though, it can be hard to believe those promises when God answer, when God's answer don't look like what we wanted it to. It doesn't look like what we hoped for, or we feel like we are in moments of silence and it feels like the science, silence is just never going to break. It's here in these moments that we feel like giving up. But in these moments, we are able to stretch our faith. It's here in these moments that our faith grows to be one that becomes more pow- powerful and we draw closer to God as we trust him in these moments instead of just giving up. I want you to remember that God keeps his promises. And because of that, we can keep asking. Even when we don't get what we're asking for, it doesn't mean that God isn't good and it doesn't mean that he, has, he doesn't keep his promises. What are you praying for today? Are you being persistent in your prayers? Are you being confident in your prayers? Do we think that God answers our prayers or do you think he gets annoyed by our consistency? You see, the way you answer that question will change the way you pray. If we think that God gets annoyed by us, then it becomes a lot easier for us to just call it quits. When it feels silent or we feel like God isn't there, then we feel like we can just give up. Prayer is not about trying to get God to give us what we want. Prayer is about building a relationship with God. But if we know and believe God is good, compassionate and full of love, like we are told that he is, we won't give up. We'll keep asking and coming to him with confidence. We may not get what we want, but we can trust that God has what is best for us in mind. And we can trust that he will do what is best for us. God even showed us how far he will go to give us what is best for us and to meet our every need. You see, we needed saving and God knew that we would come to him with some big requests. One of those would be saving from our sin. You see, God shows just how far he would go by providing an answer to this question or this, this request. God sends his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. God would go as far as to send his son for us. Imagine what else he would do for you and I. You see, the Bible tells us in Romans 6, 23, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We have confidence that when we ask the Lord to forgive us from our sins, he will do just that. This gives us the confidence to be able to approach God in prayer. He will do what is best for his children. Nothing that we pray, nothing that we pray for is too big for our God. God wants to come, God wants us to come to him with confidence and persistence in our requests. God is our friend that we can go to at any time. It would be unimaginable for God to turn you away with your, with any excuse as to why he's too busy for you. God doesn't answer us just because we're your great friends. God answers us based on who he is. And when Jesus came to the earth, he showed us what God is like. He showed us that it is worth going to God. He showed us that God keeps his promises He showed us that no matter what, we can keep going to God. This week, I want you to think about what it is you're praying for. I want you to find something to pray for. And remember, nothing is too big for our God. I want you to write it down. Then I want you to spend some time this week in prayer. I want you to pray for that thing. 
Remember that nothing is too big and we need to approach God with confidence and that he listens to us and wants us to be persistent. Spending time this week means actually turning off Netflix, setting your phone aside, turning off all the busyness of our lives and spending some actual focused time with God. Do what it takes to make this happen this week. Put a sticky note on the fridge. Put a reminder in your phone. Block out time in your schedule this week for this to happen. Choose a time of day where you know you'll be able to focus and do this. And don't set an unrealistic goal. Keep praying and keep going to God with those requests. We are asking a good God who can be trusted. Jesus told us this story because he already knew we would feel like praying may be wasted time. We would feel like God isn't listening to us, but he is. Jesus knew we would get discouraged and feel like we should give up. And that's why when it comes to prayer, we need to remember not to quit just because it's quiet. Thanks for listening and consider joining us live on Sundays at 9.15 and 11 a.m. For our address, directions, and any other information, find us online at templebaptist.com.